This is John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Reports. It's great to be with everybody. Also like to introduce my great co-host and great friend and fellow Marine Corps veteran, Joe Bitts. How's it going, Joe? I am doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing good. But before we start, I'd like to mention the Heroes Media Group, which has Ubaldi Reports on their platform. So I'd like to thank all the listeners from Heroes Media Group. And you can catch us by going to UbaldiReports.com. Awesome. And so how's everything going on, you know, your end? You, you got some things going on. I do too. I mean, I was at Disney for the weekend. So, and it was kind of, because we were in the Orlando area and I'm just noticing people still driving around with masks on. I don't, I don't, I don't, get, I don't get that when you're by yourself in a car and you got a mask on. Well, no, no, no. They were, uh, no, it was, they were actually driving with somebody else. The person oh, okay. in the vehicle, the person in the vehicle didn't, have a mask on the person driving the vehicle did and i'm trying to think you know even if it was like an uber or a lyft i'm pretty sure that they would still kind of make that mask thing a little bit more mandatory the numbers are going up so what do you think about that well that's interesting the numbers on the delta variant are going up i would have to look more and to see who's being affected by that but i know they're coming down with potential more masks mandates that even if you had been vaccinated, you're still going to have to wear a mask. Now they're still kind of debating, you know, kind of really chastising those who hadn't got the vaccine yet. And once senior analysts from the Federalist said, the Federalist, which is a online news outlet said probably the reason why people aren't getting vaccinated is they, you hear the rhetoric is even if you are vaccinated, you still got to wear a mask. That goes contrary to what we were told. You get vaccinated. You don't have to wear a mask. You can go back to business as normal. So it's going to be interesting and we'll see it now. I think the governor of Florida says we're not going to do, we're not going to shut down the economy again. Mm-hmm. And I hope the government doesn't do that because that would just crater business forever. Well, yeah, and I mean, whether you're, because they're talking about like a two-week shut down the country for two weeks, <laughs> you know, and it just seems like while we're back at, you know, remember what happened last time we shut the country down for two weeks? It was like another year and a half, and I'm just trying to think, are they do a lot of overreacting for nothing, or is there something behind this? Because Last time I checked, the border is still open and there are thousands of illegal immigrants piling on into this country. So if you want to kind of stop the variant from spreading, maybe you should stop start at the border. Well, that's a good point that you make. But everybody has to remember when they first shut the economy down last year, Mm -hmm. that was because we were unsure if the hospitals could handle the influx of patients. And did we have all the ventilators and equipment we needed? So they shut the economy down to get the hospitals up and running. But then after that, it was, well, we're shutting down until we get a vaccine. We're shutting down until this number. That's not the original intent to shut down the economy. And, you know, going back to, to that, why did, so let's ask, why did you get the vaccine, John? I just did it. I was ambivalent about it. I said, I'll just get it. I was not, I don't blame people for not getting it. My younger brother hasn't had it. 
he's had the COVID, so he mm-hmm. has the like the immunity to it. Mm-hmm. But he's his reasoning is it's an un, it's a um it's an exper- not experimental it's a um, no it's an experimental that's what they call it exper- experimental te- it wasn't this is the final one yeah so and he basically the argument he used is my body my choice so he, i mean if someone gets it that's on them if someone doesn't get it, i'm not going to condemn them for it and what I can't understand, so I do, I, I don't understand. Well, okay. So the reason why I tell people I got it, but I really didn't, but is the simple fact that, you know, I was kind of, I was, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get it when it's kind of convenient for me. And then all of a sudden they were like, uh, hey, here's the vaccine. And I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, hey, you should get your vaccine. I was like, yep, I'm working on it. And then they're like, hey, get the vaccine. And I'm like, uh, and then all of a sudden they're like, why haven't you gotten the vaccine yet? And I'm this undue pressure to get the vaccine is really kind of pushing me away from getting the vaccine because why is it so important to you that I get this vaccine? You know, I would understand why it's important for me to get the vaccine, but if, I get the vaccine and I still have to wear a mask indoors. I still have to social distance. What's the whole purpose of getting this vaccine? Well, see, but that's the point. When we were told by the administration that if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. You can go out and do the things that you want to do. Now we're told, even if you get the the vaccine, you still got to wear a mask. You still got to do all this other stuff. So people are like, what does it matter if I get the vaccine or not? Yeah. And it's just going to draw people not getting the vaccine because it's a damned if you do damned if you don't scenario. But the one thing that we haven't heard, who are, who are these people that are getting the, this new Delta variant? Who are they? What is the demographics? Are they the same demographics as before? If you have a pre-existing condition, if you have a respiratory issue, if you're an elderly um, American who is more susceptible to these type of changes, you're going to p- potentially get it. What is the breakdown? Okay, so but another thing is how many deaths have there been? Okay, how many deaths have there been due to the Delta? That variant? I don't know because they haven't talked about that. Yeah, they they don't talk about it. They only talk about the the rise in cases, but it could just be regular COVID. It's just that since we're a little bit further into the virus, it's like now it's like the Delta or it's a Delta variant, right? Well, but see, then the other thing they're talking about, or at least mulling around and nobody, even in the administration has gotten this far that this may be, we need a third vaccination. So this was not, this is not a vaccine like smallpox polio. You get the vaccine. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now we're thinking that the, there's a plausibility that you may have to get a third one. We don't know yet. No one is going that. They're just throwing different things out. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I kind of have a problem with. Too. I mean, look what it's kind of done to the Olympics, you know, going into the Olympics. I don't know if you watched the opening ceremony, but, you know, they kind of, first of all, they're making all the athletes wear masks. But on top of that, you know, very few people are able to see their kids or, you know, their loved ones 
in the Olympics and, you know, the, 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 the stadium's empty, you know, there's only a few people that are probably able to, to watch the Olympics. So it's really changed the dynamic of the Olympics just by, you know, just by Japan kind of putting its foot down saying, Hey, we're not letting anybody in to come see it. No, you make a good point. I watched a little bit. It's just, nobody's in the stands. I've watched some of the, the athletic competitions and it was, it's, it's just boring. There's no feeding off the fans. There's no looking at their families and getting a hug by their families. Yeah. They just pan to their families back in the States. Like up in Alaska was the first, I think it was the, an Olympic swimmer. She's got a year left in high school. Mm-hmm. She won the gold medal. That's pretty cool. Actually. Now that you say that, I mean, like she has but a great, that was, so, she, so she's a gold medal winner in her high school. <laughs> Yeah, in Alaska, which yeah. has never really sent anybody, I think, to the Olympics from one report. Mm-hmm. But they missed that whole excitement that here's a, a 16-year-old kid winning the Olympic gold medal mm-hmm. from Alaska. Oh, yeah, there's a hotbed of swimmers up there. But she won the gold medal, so it misses all that. And so- there's no really marquee athlete. Okay, there's the Simone Biles. I got that. Mm-hmm. But there's no marquee swimmers like Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt or any controversy, athletic or anything like that. It's just blah. Well, there's Katie. Le- the- there's Katie Ledecky, and then well, they're they're trying to, and I think they're trying to make uh, some kind of drama between Australia and America, which you know it's just like they're really. Well, there's always been friendly competition australia has very good swimmers yeah they really are a swimming powerhouse well if you're surrounded by water you better be yeah and they always compete with the united states they have some really good swimmers but it's it's just it's just not the same and then you also had the controversy leading up to the olympics with a few like the hammer throwers say who's turned their back on the national anthem you had the women's soccer team take a kneel when the national anthem plays. And, and I think people are like, they're already not interested because of all the COVID and all this and that. And then you throw that on. It's like, I don't need politics thrown in my face when I watch a sporting event. Well, yeah, we don't need politics and are they anything else other than, I don't know, politics, because when it starts leaking over into my sports into the Olympics into just like any, any, like even when it starts to leak over into like TV shows, then, you know, it's kind of overextending itself. And that's just going to turn everybody to, you know, maybe go back to like books or creating their own, like maybe like even creating their own content or something content catered to them because you don't have to hear about what, you know, political influence is trying to invade your headspace well but see the thing is this is this whole woke culture we're in when i you got these millionaires lecturing us you got these very affluent reporters lecturing us and when i turn on espn for an example i'm not looking for political debate i'm looking at the analysis of the players the teams who's doing what, when, and where that's what I'm looking for. Or when I turn on a football game or basketball or baseball game, I'm not looking for 
political um, content. I'm not looking to be lectured at. I just want to watch a great ball game or a football game or a basketball game. That's why I've kind of tuned out of sports. I love baseball. I could probably name every World Series winner since 1903. And I just tired of being lectured at by millionaires telling me how oppressed they are. Yeah. (laughs) And they live in cities that do a despicable job to the minority community, but they say nothing about it. Look at all the violence that's going on throughout the country. Yeah. Has anybody spoken up for these kids that are being killed by thugs? No. Well, we were actually mentioning it before, like that if if Iraq had 30 people shot in one day, I mean, it would be across every maybe like the top headline because we've never seen that many. We've never seen that many deaths in a day. Well, but let's look at this. You had Chicago over the 4th of July weekend. What was it? 19 killed and 98 shot this past weekend. 10 were killed. If you had, when I was in Iraq in 2005, there were, I think, over a three-week period, 18 Marines were killed. And that made, that was just, that's all everybody was talking about. Yeah. But here, when when children are being killed or when children are perpetrators of crime, like in Washington, D.C., the two girls who were teenagers under the age of 18 killed an Uber driver. Wow. I mean, you have to ask yourself, why don't you protest that? Why don't you protest the lack of families in these communities? So or the educational opportunities or um, um, economic opportunities. So but you only it- come out when a white cop kills a black suspect. So you never say anything about anything else. What if it happened in a maybe a a strong Republican city, which is what would be a strong Republican city? Wow. Dallas. (laughs) No, I think Dallas goes both ways. I'm saying like, okay, a Republican led city. Well, Tulsa, Oklahoma is a Republican as a Republican mayor. And they have a high crime rate. But yeah. the problem, but, but see, if you dial deeper into that, they fluctuate between every couple of years as a Republican mayor or a Democratic mayor. It's pretty evenly split among the population. There's nothing, as far as I know, in a major metropolitan city that is a solid Republican city like Chicago or San Francisco, Seattle, Minneapolis, and the like. Well, because I'm wondering if Oklahoma City had like, I don't know, 30 deaths, would they be all over it? They, they, if there was a Republican led city and they had the carnage that's been coming out of Washington, D.C., St. Louis, Minneapolis, Chicago, they would be all over that. Mm-hmm. That would be the lead story in all the news. And if they keep saying, it's guns. I know Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, blames it on guns. Well, UC Davis, which is a liberal college, came out with a report, I think this week or last week, says there's no evidence to purport that legal gun buying 
or purchases leads to a higher violent crime rate. So that argument's been refuted back. Mm-hmm. So another new, well, Nancy Pelosi, I guess they started the investigation on a riot. Well, they started, that's been, she's doing a, a committee hearing or investigation on the J- January 6th, um, they call it insurrection. She let go two Republicans and one was Jim Jordan. And I can't, I think the other one was Cong- Representative Banks. I can't think of his first name. They let him go because they said that they're too partisan. Well, it's interesting that she let those two go, but Adam Schiff, who's the one that came up for for last couple of years and said, I've seen the evidence. This is Russian collusion. Then there was a congressional representative Raskin. He believes in a um, conspiracy that there was collusion and Russia was involved to throw the election to the illegitimate president of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So why are those two involved allowed to stay? You tell me they didn't have partisan leanings. But yet these two aren't. Is she afraid that Jim Jordan and Congressman uh, Banks are going to ask questions of Nancy Pelosi, considering she's in charge of the Capitol Police? Yeah. And well, actually, so what will come out of this, even if they find like, you know, what is this? What is it for? And if they find something, what what do they do then? Well, nothing's going to come out of it because it's too partisan. So like since all the Democrats, so, so like since a, all the Democrats, they're only they're only going to look at things that goes against Donald Trump. They're not going to look at the why did the Capitol Police not be prepared? Mm-hmm. Why wasn't the National Guard called? Why wasn't all these other things? They're not going to look at that. They're just going to pick and choose what they want to focus on, just like the the two impeachment hearings. Yeah, they didn't allow the other side to present evidence. They only allowed the other, only allowed their side to present what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Is this for any way that they could stop Donald Trump from running again? No, I don't think they can. The only thing they can is tie him to this insurrection. But even Jonathan Turley said he was against Trump speaking at the event, but what Trump said did not fuel the insurrection. Yeah, and he said that Nancy Pelosi has a problem because look at Maxine Waters during the Eric Chauvin trial. She stated, if we don't get the verdict we want, we are going to go to the streets. Mm -hmm. How is that different than what Donald Trump said? Or what about Chuck Schumer or Senator Whitehouse who were chastised and threatened the U S Supreme court? Yeah. How is that any different? So uh, do you see anything kind of coming out, maybe not out of this, but like coming uh, the closer we get to 2022? Well, I think more is going to come because everybody's going to game their, you know, gin up their side. But I think more and more of the independents want to know how are we going to get this economy rolling again? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get, I mean, most Americans aren't very political. They're really not. Yeah. But like your wife, or even yourself, or even myself, I'm not married, you go to the grocery store, your your cost of food has gone up, 
gas has gone up, even though gas and food aren't tied to inflation because they're very volatile. Yeah. But for me, I'm looking for a new apartment. Apartment prices have gone up. Used cars have gone up. New cars have gone up. Mm-hmm. Look at rental cars. For Florida is a hospitality state. Rental car, hotels have gone up. Everything has gone up. Yeah. So that's what Americans are concerned about. That's why it was weird. They took a poll. I think it was by ABC News that it, it 65% of the country was optimistic. This is back in May. We're optimistic that of their future. Two months later, 55% of the public is now pessimistic about the future direction of America. That's a big swing in just two months. Well, I did want to talk about Biden's um, his, uh, approval rating. Uh, were you able to look up anything about that? Well, his approval rating is above 60% when it comes to the COVID handle of the COVID-19. Okay. But if you look at other issues, crime, he's down at 30%. Immigration, he's in his 30s. He's barely ahead over 50% on handling the U.S. economy. Yeah. So if you take out COVID, he's not doing too well. And the, the more he goes, the worse it gets for him. Mm-hmm. Because if COVID just fades away, then people are going to focus on crime and they're going to focus on the economy. Okay, well, here's something that kind of came to mind. So you said that as soon as COVID kind of goes away, Biden looks like a bag of trash through his approval ratings. So wouldn't it kind of be in the media's favor to kind of up the COVID talk so that it's more of topic? So that's why they're kind of bringing in the Delta variant. That's why the CDC is kind of coming in and saying, oh, if you're vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask, you know, and and then that way, because once, like you said, once COVID fades away, the highest approval rating he's getting is 50% at best for the economy. So why not? Well, uh, why not? Like as as a media person, especially like a liberal media, kind of just gen up some stuff when it comes to covid so that they can kind of you know keep on hanging on to that well that there's plus and minuses in the short term biden could get credit for it but if you look overall what has he done differently than donald trump did Nothing. i mean he had an interview by joey reed back in july of last year she asked him what would you different what would you do differently than donald trump everything he said either trump was doing it or had done it and mm-hmm. he said that he came into office, there was nothing. We came in starting from scratch. Well, that was a bold-faced lie. Operation Warp Speed got us the vaccine. So now that Joe Biden is president, he's got to make these decisions. And so- when they're talking about maybe reintroducing the mask, that's not very popular among the American public, especially small business who still haven't fully recovered from the economic shutdown. So do we have like numbers on like people that are not getting the vaccine or do not uh, care to get to the vaccine? Is it maybe like 50, 50 Democrat and Republican, or is it more one-sided? And the reason why I'm asking is so Trump created the vaccine or was an assistant in making sure that we had a vaccine. Trump actually took the vaccine 
and so it's hard to, it's hard to say like the pro trumpers are the ones that are not getting the vaccine because if they're great and fearless leader got it why not why wouldn't they get it if it was under his administration that the vaccine was created and it would have been produced you know a couple of days after the election where is we like i don't understand the correlation of why people aren't getting the vaccine i don't i'm not getting the vaccine has nothing to do with i think that they're going to they're putting something that i don't want in my body i don't want to get it because they're telling me i have to get it well i think a lot of it is the politicians do a disservice to the to the public getting vaccinated mm-hmm. remember when donald trump was president Kamala Harris openly said, I won't get the vaccine because Donald Trump is president. He probably lied or manipulated things. And everybody knows that's not how the FDA works. That FDA doesn't approve things on a, there's certain parameters to get an experimental thing to market, to get something finally approved. So she basically said a bold faced lie, but she scared everybody. Yeah. Now that Joe Biden, oh, I'm going to get it now. I think a lot of people see the government talking on both sides of their mouth. First, they said, if you get the vaccine, your life can go back to normal. Now they're saying, even if you got the vaccine, you still got to wear a mask. So then the question is, why do I, why should I get the vaccine if I still got to wear a mask? Yeah. So it's, they're, they need to be consistent. And even Anthony Fauci who's the chief medical officer for president Biden on this. He's been all over the, the map on this, yeah. even the, to the origins of the, the coronavirus. We oh, still don't know the, I mean, there's a plausible theory that it came out of the, um, the Wuhan lab, but and then we saw some questionable email exchanges with Anthony Fauci and some of the, the key medical officers over there. Yeah. So we really don't know. And every time they try to bring it up, they're shut. They're shut down. Well, they're shut down on all ends. Not only are they shut down through the media or the government, but they're also shut down through social media as well. Well, exactly. I mean, they shut, they clamped everything down last year. And even John Carl of ABC News said that um, the reason we didn't investigate it fully is because it came from Republicans and Donald Trump. Yeah. So that just shows that you're, you only listen to the Democrats. Where was the media when Adam Schiff talked about Russian collusion? Have you asked him, where's your evidence? Mm-hmm. When Robert Mueller found nothing, what did you find? So. All right. So what do we have for the listeners and you know, how can they get a hold of us? Well, they can get a hold of us by going to Ubaldi reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi reports at gmail.com. Or they can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, type in Ubaldi reports. If you go to Facebook, go to Ubaldi reports group and you can check us out there. And or John, they can go to Ubaldi reports.com and get some information there. And John, you got a book as well. You wrote a book. Yes. It's called and- the new, it's called the new business brigade. And basically what it is, it tells business community why they need to hire veterans. So is this book more for veterans or more for businesses? What would you think? It's for both, but it's also for uh, businesses to understand the untapped resources that veterans bring Mm -hmm. to their company. I mean, I work at Chick-fil-A 
And they're just astonished at my work ethic. I've heard the general manager, I had the kitchen manager said, you have an impeccable uh, work ethic. That's where I gained in the military. Yeah. You don't just stand around, you do stuff. And you probably, have you ever considered writing one when it comes to the wives? Yes. I mean, the wives play a key part in the support of the military. Without the wives, the military couldn't do what it does. Well, I'm just also saying how businesses can probably gain an advantage by hiring the wives as well. No, ex- ex- exactly. Because wives have to travel around the world and there have to be, they have to manage things. I knew one wife who was the key manager for her family while her husband was deployed. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of resources they can bring to the table. All right. And how can they get a hold of your book, John? You just go to Amazon, type in either my name, John Ubaldi, or type in um, the new business brigade. Okay, awesome. So everybody take a look at that, and we will talk to you soon. All right, keep listening to Ubaldi reports. <laughs>